What's good, podcasters? Welcome back to another episode of My Thoughts, My Opinion Sports Podcast. Today, I'm going to break down the AFC and the NFC West, give you my opinion on who's going to come out on top of those divisions, and then we're going to get into the opening week of the NFL, give you my predictions on who's going to come out on top. Let's talk about it. Alright, on top of the AFC West last year was the Kansas City Chiefs. They was 14-2, 6-2 at home. Patrick Mahomes, he threw over 4,000 yards, 38 touchdowns, 6 interceptions. Their rushing wasn't all that good. They only had 17.99. Clyde Elk was hilarious, had 803, 4 touchdowns. And he also had Le'Veon Bell back there with 254, 2 touchdowns. While I'm on Le'Veon Bell, shout out to Le'Veon Bell for making the Ravens practice squad. Hopefully you get bumped up and you do well for uh, the Baltimore Ravens this year. Yes, I had to give my Ravens a shout out. (laughs) Back to the Kansas City Chiefs, though. Their offensive line was their downfall last year. I felt like they ain't blocked that good for Patrick Mahomes last year. Even though he threw over 4,000 yards and 38 touchdowns, but... That offensive line didn't show up in the Super Bowl for real. I think that was the reason why they they lost to the Bucks last year. I believe their offensive line was a little bit better and their rushing was a little bit better. They would have took it down the Bucks. That's just my opinion. Their defense, yeah, a little suspect. A little suspect. I believe they need to pick up on that too. They had 32 sacks last year. Chris Jones led the way with seven and a half. And he, uh, they had 16 interceptions. They most definitely going to have to pick up the defense as far as getting turnovers and pressuring this quarterback. If you're not going to put no pressure on any quarterback this year, um, it's a slight possibility y'all going to come up short, Chiefs. That is, I believe that y'all one of the top teams in the AFC. And I believe y'all could have pulled the uh, back-to-back last year if y'all would have beat the Bucks last year. The only team I could have believed that could do a back-to-back. But that's proved to show what I said in my last episode. It's very hard to repeat back-to-back champions. But Patrick Mahomes had a great safety blanket in Travis Kelsey. Travis Kelsey had 105 receptions, over 1,400 uh, yards, and 11 touchdowns. I'm pretty sure he's going to get somewhere around that this year. So you can already count Travis Kelsey in. You can count Tyreek Tyreek Hill in also. One of the fastest guys in the NFL. So they they have a great team already. And then he had key additions of Orlando Brown. Orlando Brown is going to help with that offensive line trouble. He wanted to play left uh, tackle. Now he got that left tackle spot locked down. And I believe if you can protect Patrick Mahomes' blind side, he can make some of these magic plays as you know he like to do. So the Chiefs, and he also uh, uh, added Jared McKinnon. I don't know how much Jared McKinnon is really going to produce back there helping um, Clyde, but... 
he it, it's a start because they lost Sammy Watkins, they lost Eric Fisher, and they lost Bashar Breeland. Bashar Breeland was one of their top corners last year. Sammy Watkins, he was about that third or fourth catcher last year for him. But Eric Fisher was a real efficient uh, lineman. I believe that um, if you would could keep Eric Fisher with the addition of Orlando Brown, the offensive line would be real, real trouble. The Las Vegas Raiders. <laughs> My boys got them the first week. We're going to talk about that game later. But uh, last year they went 8-8. Eight and eight. They was 2-6 and six at home. Derek Carr, not bad. He threw over 4,000 yards, 27 touchdowns, 9 interceptions. Their, run, their running was 19-16 yards, 20 touchdowns. Josh Jacobs was their leading horse with 1065 yards and 12 touchdowns. Josh Jacobs, he was the Raiders' savior because they needed a running back to help Derek Carr back there. Even though Derek Carr is efficient enough, he's better than his brother. His brother was some trash. Well, no, I'm not going to say his brother was trash. It was the Houston Texans that was trash that made David Carr trash. But Derek Carr, I'm, he, he, I'm not saying he's a Hall of Famer. He he got some ways to become a Hall of Famer. But to throw him back on the team that first, they, they, was some, they, they was some trash a couple years ago. But Derek Carr, he stayed with him. He, he believed that he can be that franchise quarterback. I believe he can be that franchise quarterback too. They got a nice backup of Marcus Mariota if, you, you know, Derek Carr goes down. But Derek Carr is not bad. I believe he, he – I don't think he's going to win a championship. I don't think the Raiders is built to win a championship. They had nice pieces. You know, they, they added in Gotway, Willie Sneed, Kenyon Drake. That's that's great pieces to add to your offense and your defense. But I don't think that's going to get them over the Chiefs. Even though they did beat the Chiefs uh, last year, but I still don't believe that will win you the division, in my opinion. They also have a great tight end. And Darren Waller, he grabbed 107, 1196 yards and nine touchdowns. I wish the Ravens would have never let him go. I wish he would have came over his addiction while he was still with the Ravens. Because Darren Waller is one hell of a damn tight end, man. Especially after he uh, became over his uh, addiction. He's one of the top tight ends in the, in the league now. Shit, if he was on the fantasy league and, and he was still available, I would select Darren Waller. I don't know, I would select him over Travis Kelsey or just because I'm a Ravens fan at heart, I still would select Mark Andrews. But Darren Waller would be somewhere up in that mix in the top five tight ends. That defense was suspect. Last year, that was the Raiders' downfall, was their defense. Offense was pretty solid. They had a 1,000-yard back. They had over 4,000-yard passing. Defense? Nah. Ain't really make no noise. 
They only had 21 sacks and 10 interceptions. That's not going to cut it. That's that's one of the most. That's one of the ways that you're not going to beat Kansas City if you're not getting turnovers. You telling me Patrick Mahomes is going to walk down the field, up and down the field on y'all? Even though, like I said, they did beat them last year. But can you do it repeatedly? Can you do it twice? And then if you get in the playoffs, can you do it again? Now, that's that's one thing that the Raiders have to worry about. Because right now, they need a number one wide receiver. I believe they get a number one wide receiver. I'm not saying that Henry Ruggs won't emerge into that number one receiver role. But right now, you need a wide receiver. Need to establish who, other than Darren Wilder, who else Dark Carr going to throw to then they need to build the defense. Like I said, they went on and got in Doc Way, Casey Haywood to beef up their defense a little bit. I don't think it's enough. They got a great safety in Abrams, but I believe you need to get corners now. You need lockdown corners. You need corners that's going to be able to play man and zone. That's the only way you're going to be able to beat the Kansas City Chiefs. If you have corners, if you have great defense, not even great defense, this good defense to hold them. Don't let Tyreek Hill run up and down the field on y'all. Don't let Travis Kelsey be 7-Eleven, always open. <laughs> you know, like, take advantage of them not having Sammy Watkins, a, a sure pass catcher for real. I don't, other than that, I don't know what else the Raiders should do to become a contender in AFC West. They almost there. Other than they went eight and eight. The Chargers is not that far behind them. The Chargers went seven and nine last year and four and four at home. Justin Herbert threw over four thousand yards. Thirty one touchdowns, ten interceptions. So, the AFC West right now has quarterbacks. You got Patrick Mahomes, you got Derek Carr, and you got Herbert through over 4,000 yards. What's lacking in the AFC West right now is rushing. The Chargers only rushed over 1,700 yards. Austin Alcala was 530 yards, one touchdown. Joshua Kelly was 354, two touchdowns. Chargers established a running back, man. You got to find a running back. You got to find that workhorse. Is is Austin Algalor your, your workhorse? Didn't really look like it that much last year. You got to find you got to find a running back. Their defense once again has to step up. 27 sacks and 12 interceptions. You're not putting that much pressure. Joey Bosa led the way with for them with seven and a half. But you need pressure. You going Joey Bosa just He's gonna to have to up that seven and a half to almost ten this year. And you're gonna to have to, he gonna to have to get some help now that Melvin Ingram is gone. So the Chargers find a running back and find a way to keep Justin Herbert successful. As far as you lost Hunter Henry, but you bring in Jared Cook. That's a, that's that's great. That's like almost an even swap, kind of. 
Jared Cook is, is almost a 7-Eleven. He just sometimes closed on holidays. <laughs> you know. But Jared Cook is still a for sure uh, tight end. A nice safety blanket for him. You still got Keenan Allen. That's a great uh, wide receiver. I think the boy Tyrell uh, Williams or Terrell Williams, that other receiver that the Chargers have, is also good. He's emerging to be either a great number two or a good number one. You know, flip a coin between him and Keenan Allen, and I don't think you're going to lose. So you already kind of got the, the ingredients for Justin Herbert to be successful. You got to make sure this man have an offensive line. He can run the ball. And you already have great weapons as far as the tight end and the receivers. And I believe the Chargers can almost catch the Las Vegas Raiders. Uh, I wouldn't say this year, but maybe next year, depending on... Well, you never know. This year could be their year. This year can be anybody's year. This is going to be the year to find out who's, whose team is built for it. Or whose team is not built for it. Because there's going to be a lot of adversity to come over. You're going to have to deal with COVID. You're going to have to deal with injuries. You're going to have to deal with maybe coaches maybe getting fired. You're going to have to deal with a lot of stuff this year. So hopefully the Chargers can stay steady. Stay at their course or however they're going to do it. And win some of these games. The Denver Broncos. They got some work to do. They was 5-11-2-6 last year. They had Drew Luck in and out the lineup last year, you know, dealing with COVID, dealing with injury, and then dealing with they ain't had no quarterback in the game at all. They had to go find somebody on the street who played wide receiver on the street, <laughs> bring him in, throw him to the Wolves, and he got eight. The Wolves ate good that day. But Drew, before Drew Locke went down to the COVID outbreak, he had over 2,000 passing yards, 16 touchdowns, 15 interceptions, though. That has to change. It will change because this year they got Teddy. Teddy Bridgewater, man, he just, that guy just bounced from team to team. But these teams don't realize that Teddy Bridgewater is a solid quarterback, man. I believe the Denver Broncos found the diamond in the rough. I believe if you can protect Teddy and make sure he has decent weapons around him, because he ain't had that many good weapons in Carolina last year, but he 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 led Carolina to some wins, if, if I'm not mistaken, the same exact wins that Denver had last year. So if Denver have a great quarterback situation, hopefully Teddy can be that quarterback, and then Drew Locke can be your solid backup, then your quarterback situation is is handled. Now you just got to learn how to run this rock. They had 1,900 yards rushing, 13 touchdowns. Melvin Gordon was 986 with nine touchdowns. Phillip Lindsay was 502 with one touchdown. So you, you I believe Melvin Gordon is 1,000 yard back. You have a great line, then you have the ingredients to maybe catch up to the Chargers, maybe even outdo the Chargers, maybe be one of the three teams in the AFC West that's making noise that that can possibly make the playoff run. 
Because you had, other than the other teams in the AFC West, the Broncos have defense. Not too many turnovers. They only had 10 interceptions, but they had 42 sacks. Malik Reed led the way with eight, and then Bradley Chubb came right behind him with seven and a half. Then he had somebody else probably had um, six and a half. So they have the ingredients to get after the quarterback. Now is make sure you can get the turnovers. If you can get the turnovers, that gets back into Teddy's hands, and Teddy can score for y'all. And then if they get a decent running back, the Broncos can be a scary team. Might not be a playoff team, but they can be one of them teams that at the at week 17, they might be still have a little life left depending on how the AFC is breaking out. Because my top, i give you my top four teams in the AFC this year is going to be the Kansas City Chiefs, the Buffalo Bills, Baltimore Ravens, the Pittsburgh Steelers. That's my top four teams right now. So to win the AFC West, I'm just going to go ahead and give it to Kansas City because only their offense is, is already at an elite level. If they can protect Patrick Mahomes and run the ball, maybe that defense can let some scores here and there. Because who's going to keep up throwing points? Then the Raiders are going to come in second. Chargers third. Denver, I still believe you're going to be in the basement, but I believe you're going to win more than five games. The NFC West, last year with the Seahawks, Seattle Seahawks, was 12-4, and 7-1 at home. Russell Wilson was threw over 4,000 yards, 40 touchdowns, 13 interceptions. Their running game, eh, not too good. 1971 yards, 15 touchdowns. Let's go back to Russell Wilson. That guy, that guy, that guy is good. He's always in the MVP running. He's always in the Offensive Player of the Year running. And he he has talent down there, Tyler Lockett and DJ Metcalf. It's just that running is where they lack in, and their offensive line also is where they lack in. Because Chris Carson has 681, five touchdowns. Carlos Hyatt had 356, four touchdowns. So it's, they can they can run the ball scoring when they get down to the red zone maybe. But they need a 1,000-yard back to go with Russell Wilson. If you don't have a 1,000-yard back, then you're, Seattle, you're just wasting Russell Wilson years. Now, he, he has a Super Bowl, but that's when he had an elite defense. Their defense is not bad. They had 46 sacks. 14 interceptions. And what's crazy was their safety, Jamal Adams, led the way in sex with nine and a half. I couldn't believe it when I seen that on the on the screen. I was like, nine and a half, Jamal Adams. And this guy only played 12 games. So <laughs> that's 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 like a wow moment. So you you kinda have your safety. They just need corners. 
and maybe some linebackers because they lost KJ Wright. They lost Carl Hyde, that was their second go getter in running. They lost Shaquille Griffin. So it looks like Seattle is kind of going the opposite way of what I kind of expect them to go. Unless they got some diamonds in the rough in their pocket, it is waiting to dust the dirt off. Um, you might want to go get some corners that can match Jamal Adams' level. They brung in Jared Everett and Sidney Jones and Jared Reed. But they, they didn't bring in no corners. Might want to bring Richard Sherman back. He looking for a job. <laughs> you know, maybe you can call Cam Chancellor off the off the couch and see if he can try to bring uh, the Legion of Boom in and maybe throw hella cash at Earl Thomas. Seattle might win a Super Bowl that year. They, if they if they if that can happen, I got them beating the Bucks and I got them winning the Super Bowl. I got them beating the AFC team too, unless they come across the Baltimore Ravens. I'm biased, so what? <laughs> but Seattle, you just got to get some rushing, dog, and you got to build. You got to build the defense. You can't keep throwing Russell Wilson out there and expect him. To be your savior every every down, every game, all year. You know. Because then, you know, you be looking to put Geno Stone. You're not Geno Stone. Geno Smith. The backup. Who y'all been hiding for years. I don't think you want to put Geno Smith back then. Because of a freak accident. Because you got Russell Wilson doing too much. The L.A. Rams, they was 10-6 last year, 6-2 at home. This is Jared Goff's staff. He threw over 3,000 yards, 20 touchdowns, 13 interceptions. But he's no longer on the team no more. He's been traded for Matt Stafford. Hopefully Matt Stafford can change, change. I don't know what they was looking for other than Jared Goff wasn't really consistent each game. Matthew Stafford wasn't consistent each game either. Other than Matthew, Matthew Stafford has a stronger arm, better maybe a better IQ of the game. Maybe not how I use the weapons. This is a little bit more better than Jared Goff did. But in my opinion, you kind of you swap the same quarterbacks, just different ages. Or maybe they were just taught of Jared Goff. Maybe Jared Goff was doing something behind the scenes that they didn't like. Who knows? Their rushing wasn't too bad. They had over 2,000 rushing yards, 19 touchdowns. Cam Akers led the way with 625, two touchdowns. Right behind him was Daryl Henderson with 624 and five touchdowns. So they got a nice little chemistry in the run, but I still believe they need a number one running back also. They get a number one running back, and hopefully Matthew Stafford can change the quarterback play over there, elevate it just a little bit. The Rams can be scary. The Rams can be very scary in the NFC. In the NFC West also. Because their defense, they know how to get to the quarterback. Trust and believe. They had 53 sacks, 14 interceptions last year. And Aaron Donald had 13 and a half sacks. We all know that Aaron Donald is in a league of his own. 
That guy is just a monster. He's a beast. He's the dog. He's a he's he's an alpha wolf. He's anything that that's dominant. Aaron Donald, that's 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 that guy. So they have good defense. If Matthew Stafford can elevate the quarterback play and they get a running back, the Rams can be a scary team, man. I really I really perceive they making noise in the NFC West. Arizona Cardinals, another team that can make noise in the NFC West. They was 8-8 eight eight last year, 4-4 four four at home. Kyler Murray threw over 3,000 yards, 26 touchdowns, 12 interceptions. They had good rushing. They had over 2,000 rushing yards, 22 touchdowns. Kenyon Drake led the way with 955 yards, 10 touchdowns. Kyler Murray wasn't too far behind him with 819 and 11 touchdowns. Now, I think that is a little scary, and it can be scary both ways because your quarterback, you know, is 819, but he's your second getter. Now, don't get me wrong because over in the Ravens camp, Lamar with a thousand. Then you had J.K. and Gus. But here, you had Kenyon and Kyler, and Kenyon is gone. Kenyon Drake is with Las Vegas. So now your leading rusher is Kyler Murray right now. Do you really want to take that route as with Lamar? Well, it's not a bad route. Because he has helped last year. He had Larry Fitzgerald. He had uh DeAndre Hopkins. DeAndre Hopkins one of the top receive one of the top ten receivers in the league right now. Larry Fitzgerald is a Hall of Famer. This year you added AJ Green and James Conner. I don't think James Conner can be your uh, number one running back. I think that's why Pittsburgh got rid of him or didn't want him back. He's not a number one back in my eyes. He is a number two back. So you're going to have to find a number one running back now since Kenyon Drake gone. Because James Conner, he, he rushed over just over 600 yards last year. So that means Kyler Murray is already your number Once again, like I said, is your number one rusher. But they added A.J. Green. Not saying that he's a real big upgrade, but that's help for DeAndre Hopkins because we don't know what what Fitzgerald going to do. Is he going to come back to play? Is he looking to come back to play? Is he ready to hang those cleats up and say, "Hey, let's start this gold jacket walk"? That defense wasn't bad. They had forty eight sacks, eleven touchdowns. I mean, interceptions. Hassan Riddick had 12 and a half sacks. So they, they have the key of being better than 8-8 eight and eight and maybe maybe chasing the Rams and the Seahawks and NFC West. They was maybe about two games away from making the playoffs last year. But they're going to have to find a, a running back, build around that defense, and if 
Find out if Fitzgerald coming back or not. If he's not coming back, then start moving forward on with DeAndre Hopkins and AJ Green. The San Francisco 49ers, they were 60-10 last year and 1-7 at home. They had flipping quarterbacks because Jimmy G went down. They threw over 4,000 passing yards, 27 touchdowns, 7 interceptions. Jimmy G had over 1,000 yards, 7 touchdowns, 5 interceptions. Nick Mullins had over 2,000 yards, 12 touchdowns, 12 interceptions. First and foremost, they need to find out who's that number one quarterback. Is it going to be Trey Lance or is it going to be Jimmy G? Because I don't want to see, honestly, this is not my team. So I really wouldn't care about these guys too much. Um, But you need to find out your number one quarterback, man. Because that flipping in the quarterbacks ain't going to work. This is not college. Pick with one, stick with one, trade, trade, trade one. However, you going to do it. But you need to find a steady playing quarterback. That rushing, they was over eighteen hundred yards rushing, nineteen touchdowns. Jeff Wilson led the way with six hundred yards, seven touchdowns. Raheem had five twenty one with two touchdowns. You need to get some rushing attack, my man. Oh, team can't say my man. <laughs> They need to get rushing. Their defense is not too bad. They had 30 sacks, 12 interceptions. Curry Hyder had eight and a half. Need to, you, you're going to have to find some defense. They added Josh Norman. I don't think he's any good. You lost Richard Sherman. I'm pretty sure you're not going to bring Richard Sherman in because you already got Josh Norman. So... They need to find some defense. They lost Kendrick Bourne. They lost Jared McKinnon. They lost Ter- uh, Tevin Coleman. They lost some good pieces. But they only brought in Josh Norman and Muhammad Sanu, which is, I'm not saying that it's not good pieces, but you got to bring in way more talent than that. Unless you, once again, another team, they got diamonds in their pockets. It's time to bring them out, Doug. Because y'all gonna be in the bottom of the basement. Enough said. <laughs> I don't. Enough said. The Seahawks is gonna win that division. The Seahawks and the Chiefs will win the AFC and the NFC West this year. Now they're gonna have some fights with the Rams and the Raiders, but other than those two teams, the Seahawks and the Chiefs really there's no comparison. They the, these. These teams are a year or two ahead of their division. So, there you have it. I broke down East Division. Gave y'all my opinion on East Division. I think the Ravens is going to win the AFC North. I think the Packers are going to win the NFC North. The Chiefs going to win the AFC West. The Seahawks is going to win the NFC West, the NFC East, I think Washington is going to win that. The AFC East, I believe I picked the Patriots to win 
that division. No, no, no. I'm sorry. I picked the Bills to win that division. The Bills is another team that's way over that division. The AFC South, I believe I picked Tennessee to win that division. And the NFC South, I believe the um, Bucks going to win that division. There you have it. Those are my division winners. Man, week one starts tomorrow night at 8 p.m. It goes down. I'm so excited. Let me give y'all my picks of week one. The Cowboys and the Bucks. I got the Bucks beating the Cowboys. The Eagles and the Falcons. I got the Falcons beating the Eagles. The Steelers and the Bills. I have the Bills beating the Steelers. Sorry, Kenny and Treacy. I ain't riding with y'all on this week. <laughs> Steelers is going to get beat by the Bills. The Vikings and the Bengals. I think the Vikings are going to win that. The 49ers and the Lions. I believe the 49ers are going to win that. The Cardinals and the Titans. I think the Titans is going to win that. The Seahawks and the Colts. I believe the Seahawks is going to win that. The Chargers and the Washington. I think Washington is going to win that. Jets and Panthers. I believe Panthers is going to win that. I believe Sam Donald is going to show that he's not a shitty quarterback to the Jets. Jaguars and Texans. Jaguars is going to win that. Just because I think Trevor Lawrence is, he's ready. And the Texans is in some shithole. The Browns and the Chiefs. Chiefs going to win that. I hope they win that. So if the Chiefs beat the Browns and the Bills beat the Steelers, that'll already slide my Ravens up to the top. Dolphins and the Patriots. I think the Dolphins is going to win that. Packers, Saints. I'm riding with the Packers. Hey, Kirk, put your, cheese, put your cheese head on this week, baby. Broncos and Giants, I think the Broncos is going to win. Bears and Rams, I think the Rams is going to beat the Bears. I think Aaron Donald is going to demolish Andy Dalton. I think they're going to show that it's time to put, um, what's my man, Justin Fields in. And the Ravens and the Raiders, I am riding with the Ravens. Y'all should have already know I was going to ride with the black and purple. Sorry, bro. Ain't riding with your boys this week. <laughs> no, sir. So, just to give y'all my picks again. Bucks, Falcons, Bills, Vikings, 49ers, Titans, Seahawks, Washington, Panthers, Jaguars, Chiefs, Dolphins, Packers, Broncos, Rams, Ravens. Those are my boys. Those are my picks. If you believe you picks is going to be better than mine, send them in. Send them to my IG. My IG is M-Y-T-H-T-S-M-Y-O-P-I-N-I-O-N underscore sports podcast. My thoughts, my opinion underscore sports podcast. Or you can send it to my Gmail. At my THTS, my opinion at gmail.com. You can catch my podcast on Anchor, Spotify, Breaker, Google Podcasts. And while you're listening on there, share it. 
Let people know my thoughts and my opinion. The sports podcast is out here. And if you're looking to get on the show, you think you're ready to go toe-to-toe debate with me of, of these upcoming games, hit my IG. Once again, that's my THTS, my opinion, underscore sports podcast. Or hit my Gmail at my THTS, my opinion, at Gmail. Come on aboard. Show me some love. This is my first Wednesday episode. Catch y'all Tuesday after the Monday night breakdown. We're going to see who predictions was best. I know mine's going to be better than y'all's, so I don't care what nobody say. (laughs) Catch y'all Tuesday.